Welcome to the Silicon Trail. This episode was recorded on June 21st, 2020. Our topic for today, Reddit. All right, Did you read it? Did you read it? Is that really the pun? That is really the pun, isn't it? I remember I remember the how I built this episode. That is actually the pun. Oh, it's just the way that you just said it. I was like, today's episode. Yes. Did you yes, like, did, did you read, read it, it on Reddit? Yeah, that is actually the pun. Oh wow. Okay. I've lost now all respect for this episode. I mean, for this uh for this sh- company. There we go. For this company. What? Even Haven't more. even got to the controversy. So listen. Listen, I'm. This is gonna be the company I don't compare to AWS, but I'm gonna compare it to another big company. <laughs> they're on AWS. We'll get to that, but they're on AWS. Yes, it's part of their success, their secrets. And for our news of the week this week, we have two great news stories. Lo and behold, Johnny, Apple, the uh, Apple App Store, and their ambiguous, shall we say, or inconsistent? There we go. Inconsistent application of their policies is in the news again. So. Last week, the Hey app was announced. Hey is this new email-ish client from the people who brought Basecamp. And Apple decided that, hey, you, we see you have an app right there. We see you want to publish this app in our app store. Uh, nah. That's more or less just what, uh, what Apple said. And I can uh, see Tim Cook. Tim Cook definitely just with nah. his southern <laughs> brawl. Just nah. How are you feeling about it? Nah. It's like, are you going to put it out? No. It's like, <laughs> I said, we want it. Nah, man. We don't tolerate this. You're not, he's just like a bouncer. You're not on the list. So the other part that we um, didn't quite mention is that, hey, is a new, well, it is a new email service and a way to kind of give a new bent to email. And so they've gone with a, it's a paid service, right? You pay $99 subscription fee for the year. In 2020, we're talking about a paid service for email. Yes. So their whole thing is no one is innovating in in, in the email space. We're going to do this. We're going to create this new product and we're going to charge for it. And of course, I haven't used it, so I don't know quite what it's like, but apparently. So so the whole thing is that when you download this app, if you haven't paid for it, it's just a blank app, right? That tells you you have to go pay. And that is what Apple's, well, that is part of Apple's argument, basically saying that, hey, this is not a good experience for our users. But as you highlighted, their problem is they have this inconsistency and then they have these exceptions. Uh, I think it was uh, earlier this year, they made an exception for Amazon Prime. So it's it's the, the, the guys behind Basecamp, uh, DHH has been on Twitter and making the rounds in the media, really complaining and highlighting this. And this also comes at a bad time because Apple is I think the European Union just uh, announced an investigation into Apple. So, and then I think now, you know, maybe Congress might be starting to get involved. I saw some senators or some politicians starting to make comments about it. So, and Apple's doubling down. Apple is doubling down on this. Yeah. All right. So to clarify, it was uh, the House Antitrust Committee chair saying Apple's app store fees are highway robbery. 30% is unconscionable. So question on that. Uh, Why does... And why does this matter? Is it just because Basecamp is a somewhat well-known 
company and the, the startup scene? Is it because, you know, why this? Because I'm fairly certain that Apple rejects types of apps like this all the time. So the part I think that kind of struck them is this. Apple initially accepted the original one. That's why people are using it, right? There are a few people that have started using it and sharing their review of it. And actually, if I find a review that I heard about, I'll, I'll post in our show notes. But the problem came that when Basecamp, of course, you know, it's, a, it's an app, there's bugs, they have to fix it, they have to update it. So when you got to trying to update the app is when Apple said, no, we reject this, right? And that's what started the whole, hey, you know, if you accepted it the first time, why are you not accepting it now? Because we didn't change our business model in between these updates. At least be consistent, right? At least be consistent. All right. Yes. All right. So second story. Our most important story. I know we saved the best for last, Michael. We saved the best for last. All right. So a week ago or the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about this increased focus on diversity, on this commitment from public companies, you know, saying they stand with Black Lives Matter, saying that they're, you know, they're going to shore up some of their, um, what's the word? Shore up some okay. of their resources to, to okay. contribute to this space. But, you know, and let's, of course, let's, and of course we said, put your money where your mouth is. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, $10 million is a lot of money for the majority of people. $10 million is nothing for these companies. And most of them were barely giving any more than 10 million, right? Maybe 10, 20 million. Then I think this week, the floodgates just opened and these guys just maybe I think they came to their senses and were like, well, it's like, it's like me giving my pennies away. That doesn't really quite make sense. So the quick summary is that Google has committed to $175 million to black businesses and promises to diversify leadership. Facebook has committed $200 million to support black owned businesses. Apple has launched a $100 million racial equity and justice initiative. I'm very impressed by Netflix's uh, CEO. Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings. He himself and his wife are giving $120 million. Not Netflix. Him, the CEO. Mm -hmm. $120 million to the historically black universities. I think three or four of them. That would be yes. Which yeah, is very our HSBCs are not horrendously, but they're they're very unequally funded and they're very unequally represented in this in our country. So I just want to give that shout out that he did something actually quite impressive as an individual. Of course, you know, he's a billionaire, but still much more than what these companies are, are giving. Um, but yeah, so, so for, I mean, let me give an example of like what Google is doing just to kind of set some of the context. So, you know, it'll commit $175 million towards supporting black businesses. The company also said it plans to increase underrepresented people and its leadership by 30% by the year 2025. It is also ending a peer-based badge checking uh, system that they had deferring to security teams. Um, I think YouTube has also announced its own $100 million. Yeah, there we go. Last week, YouTube announced a $100 million fund to amplify black creators and, and artists. Um, and then originally, Google said that the company would donate $12 million towards organizations supporting racial justice. I mean, what is 12 million is just nothing, just nothing to these guys. Probably uh, a minute or an hour of revenue for them? Yeah, so from the 175, the 175, like, let me just briefly mention this. 50 million will go toward financing and financing and grants for small businesses focused on the black community. 100 million will go toward funding participation in black-led capital firms, startups, and organizations supporting black entrepreneurs. Uh, 
And then the rest will go towards skills training, increasing representation in its developer ecosystem. And then he also announced several commitments to build sustainable equity for the Black Plus community, adding that will help Google build more helpful products for its users. Yeah, like making sure that it's, uh, what is it, computer vision system doesn't identify a black person as a, as a gorilla or a monkey. Oh yeah, that one, or not see them. Yes, yes. This person doesn't exist. Yeah, going back. Don't want to seem ungrateful for what these or or dismissive of what these companies are doing. I think it's it's what they're capable to do. Or actually, let me put it this way: Do you feel still that these companies should do more? Well, no. Does this move the needle? Right. It doesn't matter what you announce if it doesn't move the needle. What are the results of this? Right. Can we in a year look back and say, okay, you've moved the needle in terms of some of these goals? Right. Are you still in an inclusive culture? Are you starting to get more leadership? You know, not just black people, right? Uh, is it more more Latinos? Is it uh, more black? Is it more women? Is it more you know transgender? So let me ask a let me ask a question then. When confronted with problems and opportunity spaces, what do we do in tech industry? We form a team. We find the business opportunity. We set goals. We create products or create initiatives. We lay, we judge ourselves against those goals. We put it in house. People get promoted and uh, or fired based on whether or not they can meet those goals. So, short short change how uh, how generous and how much of an impact these companies are trying to have. But my question is, if you were honestly going to say that you're going to put the innovation of Silicon Valley or actually, let me rephrase that. Can we honestly say that these companies who are the innovation leaders of perhaps the most innovative field in the entire world are putting in the same effort to solving these problems as they are in getting to the next money-making product? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. I think Michael. that is where my disconnect comes in, which is, you say you want to solve a problem. Well, we see how you solve problems. We see the innovation. We see you move heaven and earth, whether or not governments like it, in order to benefit you. And for this, you say where, and I say this with, I know they're sincere. I, I think I have full, I full belief that these companies are sincere. But I see this and I see CEOs and I see people of power in these companies say, we believe this is a problem. We must solve this problem. Well, if you must solve this problem, how come you don't solve this like all of the other problems that you solve in your company? Right. Your question is, why don't you approach this in the same manner that you approach new business opportunities like self-driving cars and the amount mm -hmm. of resources you put behind it, which is mm -hmm. millions and billions of dollars? I mean, you want to hear a product decision? Hey, I can make a product platform that for Black content creators, for them to really shine and to, to even change culture, it was called Vine. And what happened to that? We have TikTok. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Twitter bought Vine. And well, yep. Twitter releases a new product. And what happened to that? Yeah, Twitter releases like a new product every four years. So, uh, you know, this is, I, to the best of my knowledge, this is the biggest amount of investment and capital that they're putting towards, you know, um, these issues of diversity, with regards to, you know, black folks, um, I hope, I hope there is some follow through and that the 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 needle is moved. The one thing I will if say, if we the treated, one, 
if we treated giving a voice to minorities in this country the same way we treat acquiring quote unquote developing nations and acquiring their users and dollar signs, we wouldn't have this problem. Yes. That's a different story. <clears throat> All right. So Johnny, this one's, we have an exciting company. I think exciting is the best, most neutral word we can have for it today. We're going to have to be talking about Reddit. All right, so why we're covering Reddit is because, of course, for the past two weeks, the story of Reddit founder Alex Ohamian's decision to both step down as the executive of the board of Reddit and also demand that his position be replaced by an African-American candidate, which was, again, achieved last week through the hiring of Michael Seibel onto this particular, onto this particular position. We've now been talking about Reddit for two, uh, two weeks in a row now. And... The company, outside of, of course, having the board member who's, as I will refer to as respectfully, but as funnily as I can, Mr. Serena Williams, uh, as, their, as their founder and board member, they're also a company that is, shall I say, very uniquely positioned in the landscape of the internet. And they're a story that is very, very interesting. Likewise, I'm keenly interested in seeing what we ultimately do for our rich tech poor tech decision on this particular company so i think this is this is going to be a very interesting company to cover wonderful wonderful but all, all right, right. So what is a little little bit of the history of reddit so reddit of course wants to be the front page of the internet they are to be honest a glorified internet form I'm not even sure how much glorification is there, but it's an, it's an internet forum essentially that has over 43 million monthly active users, 50% of the United States. This, by the way, makes it have more monthly active users than both Twitter and Snapchat, who have both around 330 to 350 million monthly actives. They're the 19th most visited site in the entire world. And they have to date been funded with over 50, oh, sorry, $500 million raised. And their last year were evaluated around 3 billion. So the core business of Reddit or the core function of Reddit is that you can post really any topic you want. It's very much the poster child of Web 2.0. You can post any topic you want in terms of user-generated news and content onto the Reddit system itself. And people can either upvote that or downvote that into relevance. The unique thing about Reddit as well is, of course, you don't just do that for a sum totality of all stories. There's also what are known as subreddits or subforms, really, that exist on this top, uh, that exists on the platform that just contain conversations about individual topics that are moderated by Reddit users themselves. That's a little bit about Reddit. I'm going to quickly cover the history as well. Johnny, on you. Taking it away. All right. We are going back to the past. 2005 is where Reddit was founded. Steve Huffman and Alexis Ohanian were attending a lecture by programmer entrepreneur Paul Graham uh, up in uh, Massachusetts. And during a brainstorming session to pitch another startup, the idea was created for what Graham called the front page of the internet. So Steve and Alexis, they were accepted into Y Combinator's first class and they wrote the site in Common Lisp, don't ask, and they launched Reddit in June 2005. Uh, accelerating a little bit, they were sold to Condé Nast Publications on October 31st, 2006. So just 
like a year and four months mm -hmm. for a reported 10 to 20 million dollars and the team moved to san francisco so they were originally based on the on the east coast and you know now they've been spun out of Condé Nast. they are a private firm as you mentioned valued at three billion dollars still operating out of san francisco yep. uh, they did have a big year in 2017 uh, so they raised $200 million at a $1.8 billion fringe around, and they doubled their headcount uh, in 2017 as well. And as of 2018, they have 350 employees. So that's their cool. short history. They've had a bunch of other things that this has been a we'll very- We'll cover more in depth, those other things. Yes, other things. But the, yes. It's like usually you're the one who's bouncing up and down with joy about covering a certain topic. The controversies section of this episode is going to be very entertaining for me. So it's a little bit about the history. So now let's go into the success of Reddit. So Johnny, two questions. One, is Reddit successful? And two, how in the bluest of worlds did Reddit become successful? So your second question basically says, answers your first question. Yes, Reddit is successful. I'm gonna give the, the, the tongue in cheek answer, Michael. They started writing this program, the, this website in Common Lisp. That was their first almost sign of failure. But then they rewrote it in Python. <laughs> that's, a, that's their first mistake. They rewrote it in Python. But you see, if you look at it, so I'll talk a little bit about why I think Reddit is successful, which I, I'll begrudgingly agree is successful. I think Reddit is successful because Dig failed. Do you remember the Dig.com? D-I-G-G? No, that's that's your domain. So that was that was a few years before Reddit, and what Dig was it was the it was the poster child of what we called Web 2.0, which is effectively user generated content. And I think, actually, let me let me reframe. In terms of wanting to be the front page of the internet, I think Reddit has failed that one. Facebook and Twitter are the front page of the internet more than Reddit is. Though I don't think they could have foreseen social media becoming a news system back then. But regardless of that, the web 2.0 days where user generated content was this big deal. There was this company called dig that was far more successful and had far more users than Reddit and more or less shot itself in the foot and self sabotage and went downhill. It basically had every aspect that Reddit has today. But I think a difference that Reddit has really is this subreddit concept, which is just taken directly 100% straight from internet forums concepts back in the day, or actually still now, there are still internet forums now, of course. And what Reddit gave is for Dig, you had the overall internet top stories, but with subreddits, you gave the ability for niche communities to form and for you to find a voice or for you as a user to be able to post content that's interesting within that niche community. And I know that the subreddits themselves, which we'll talk about, are almost as if not more associated with the Reddit product than the main quote unquote base Reddit page. So I agree with you. I think Reddit is a successful company. In terms of being the front page of the internet, I think not. If you go back 10 years before Reddit in the time of Yahoo, you know, one could argue that Yahoo was the front page of the internet. And it was really just an index like, hey, I'm going to be like a, a place that you can go and see all the links and all the different things that happen. Right. And then, of course, Google came in and said, oh, we're going to replace all this and just give you a search bar. And then we're going to help you find as fast as possible what you're looking for. And you don't need this other nonsense. 
right? right. So if you could argue that in the 90s, yeah, if you think about what's the front page of the internet, it's Yahoo, right? There was one place that had that and grew, right? And it, Yahoo was a big, uh, big boy in the- in Really, that. if you want to talk about before that, it was the AOL startup page. That too, that too, right? And what's interesting is like, now they've moved to a user-generated format, right? When you can see where the trend is starting to go, which is exactly, that's the, that's the age that we're in. Everything is user-generated. These companies just provide the platform. And that's what Reddit introduced. Users were now generating the content, sharing this, sharing that. And whatever the users deemed was, you know, the most interesting thing, the most upvoted would be what you would see in the front page. Your front page was kind of a curated, guided experience. And now it's become a more, a more accurate reflection, if you will, of the totality of the internet, which is not necessarily an accurate reflection of society, but it's less sterilized, less curated. Sure. I, yeah, I agree to that. So speaking of a less sterilized and less curated uh, internet and the kind of the controversies that one may present with that. Yes, Michael, what, what are, what are, what are Reddit's controversies? Reddit is the first company we've talked about that has a Wikipedia section just for its controversies with almost a controversy a year for every single year since 2010. Yeah, is this on their Reddit page where they have controversies or they actually have a dedicated? No, I'm on the, I'm on, well, there's a dedicated page for controversial Reddit communities. Oh, yeah. I'm just on the controversy page of section of Wikipedia itself. And right. this is, this is entertaining. All right, Johnny, I'm just open to this. Is what we're going to do. I'm just opening up the page. You tell me which controversies you think are interesting to talk about. There's a smorgasbord of controversies here. Uh, uh, 2013, the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, yes, where everyone on Reddit believed that they were uh, Sherlock freaking Holmes or CSI. Yes. They identified a number of people as suspects. Including someone who was dead. Yeah. And then continuing on 2013, just to highlight that they don't have one controversy a year. In late October 2013, the moderators of subreddit R Politics banned a large group of websites. Many were left-wing opinion websites, uh, some popular progressive blogs. They also banned a number of right-wing websites as well. The other thing that I think this speaks to is, and this has been a part of controversy for a long time, moderators have a lot of power and they kind of set the tone for their entire subreddits because there's no oversight for them. For the most part at this point, uh, much more has grown since then. Pretty much, um, mm -hmm. pretty much. Uh, they, were, they were also the dumping ground of the celebrity photo hack in 2014. Oh yes, moving to 2014. This is like, and this is like a controversy a year. 2013, here are the controversies. 2014. Oh, man. Yes, the hacked celebrity images were widely disseminated across Reddit in 2014. Oh my gosh, just, just reading this stuff is pretty shocking. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. In, in May 2016, Reddit CEO Steve Hoffman said on an interview at the TNW conference that unlike Facebook, which only knows what its users are willing to declare publicly. Reddit knows its users' dark secrets. That's, not, that's nothing to be proud about. Yeah, that really makes me want to use your products. Um, but so that's 2014, of course, the, the massive invasion of privacy that was the leaked celebrity photos, most of which were very intimate photos that the celebrities had no desire to get out, of course. No. And then 2015. Oh, 2015. Ellen Powell became CEO. 
She was initially a target of criticism by users who objected to the deletion of content critical of herself and her husband. And Imagine she was, and yes, and within, within a, was it a year she'd stepped down? And I believe that there was actually a change.org petition to remove her as CEO as, uh, from Reddit. What's, what's the word I'm looking for here, Johnny? This is the, the most normal, the most normal controversy of all the controversies. It seemed like mostly it was she did some things as CEO that was more normal, not normal, should we say, more uh, insensitive, but more insensitive in terms of, you know, firing an employee who had one year left on their, their health care and who was battling cancer at the time firing another employee who was a, who was a staple of the, of the uh, what's it called, who's a staple of the community. These are more normal, shall we say, controversies of Reddit. Yeah. Um, and excuse me, in uh, June 2015, Reddit shut down a 150,000 subscriber fat people hate subreddit. Wow. Just think about this. There was a Subscribe, there's a subreddit called Fat People Hate. Right. And it was, and four others so, citing issues related to harassment. Hello, the, the, the subreddit is called Fat People Hate. Yeah. One of the, yeah. Were you expecting it was ironically titled? It's like you go on there, it's actually a great paragon. It's actually like a wonderful community for accepting body images and beauty of all shapes, sizes, tones, and colors. That's, you know, that's actually what fat people hate. This subreddit was about clearly. Yes. Yes. It was tongue in cheek. It was tongue in cheek, Michael. Actually, it was, it was just because that they, they couldn't get the full title, which is fat people hate media objectification and unrealistic beauty standards put on society by media outlets that diverge from the idea that all people are beautiful. That was actually the full title of the of the reddit uh, they just and, couldn't fit that in the character limit right that, that was a that was a controversy that was a controversy. yes <laughs> it's like the people that have to shorten their names when they landed in new york and they were like <laughs> i'm gonna go with gin yes not gin and tonic right, right. yeah there we go there we go <laughs> yeah. 20, 2018 it was revealed that reddit ceo steve hoffman had hidden russian troll activity from users go figure go figure yep and then back to a quote unquote normal controversy in 2019, Tencent invested in Reddit uh, $150 million and people were concerned Reddit was going to be uh, more censoring itself because it now it has, it now has funding from a Chinese company. All right. So we didn't just go through the, the controversy section because it's, uh, because it's funny because man, this is not funny. None of this is funny. It's a so Johnny, yeah. Yes. Actually, there's my question. Is this the internet? Is this really the internet? If you don't I mean, have personal accountability to um, who you who you are as a person, you have anonymity. Then why not? People say, "Look, look, go to any comments, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Twitter. You'll see the trolls. The trolls. Oh, come Yahoo out in comments space. are terrible. Oh my gosh. So why wouldn't the Reddit be just as bad?" It's like, so I guess here's my question with all this, which is, okay, we have all these controversies. Uh, we have all these troubles and Reddit has actually tried to do some work to kick off some of these uh, more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
more controversial subreddits and communities. They just form, you know, kind of darker, even worse sub communities and other websites and the, that once they get kicked off Reddit. But I guess here's my question. What Reddit is the, like we said, the 15th or something most visited or the 19th most visited site on the entire internet. It, what is Reddit's place on the internet, Johnny? What value does this thing add to the internet? Or not even value, what does this thing, why does this, why does this product exist? Okay, I, I can't speak for everybody, I can speak for myself. I have found Reddit to be very informative whenever I'm searching things. Is it career related? Is it, hey, I have interviews. Sometimes it's a great place for people to just share, hey, this has been my personal experience. And I'll say there's some wonderful, supportive, positive communities on Reddit. Though I will ask the bonus question on this, which is, is it worth it? Actually, let me put it this way. If Reddit didn't exist today and everything went back to just scattered internet forms across the internet, it, would the internet be a better place now? Or, or sorry, would the internet be a better place without Reddit or with it? I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question because you, you'd have, you'd have to quantify it, right? How, how many of these, like, look at Reddit as a whole. Yes, we mentioned the controversies, and as you mentioned, there's some great communities, right? So you'd have to look at it as a whole, right? Are there more good communities where people are encouraging and they're very helpful to each other versus, uh, you know, hate, uh, whether it's racist, sexist, what have you, communities? Uh, you know, what's at, at the very basic. You know, if you're looking at it from, from a quantity number, right, like a scorecard, I would say, you know, minus one for a really bad Reddit, plus one for a good red subreddit. What's the total? Are you are you in positive territory? Are you are you just zero? Or are you negative? Right. I think that would be one way to answer this. Before we had this user generated Web 2.0 world we live in, where anyone can post anything, as you said before, you had a highly curated, sterile environment where moderators that were professionally hired and trained, controlled everything. Was the internet better back then? I, I can't answer that because I wasn't using the internet back then. Well, would the internet be a, the you youngins, would the internet be a better place if we had that still? I mean, theoretically you can say yes, but then there is a gateway, right? There's a gateway to, to it all. And the whole premise of the internet has been to, to create this open and freely available world so that anyone can come and share information, right? That's really what started the internet, right? A bunch of universities needed a way to, to connect and access each other's research, right? It wasn't so that one university can control it and say, you need to come through us and we're the gatekeepers, right? It's a bunch of universities working collaboratively with the US government, the US military to provide this network, right? And it's expanded from there. So, okay. So maybe my real answer would be this. If I came in as CEO of Reddit and I wanted to clean up shop, right? I would, one way I think I'd go about doing this is basically announce, look, Reddit is gonna be a place where we're gonna be subjective. We wanna be about positivity in this world. We wanna be about love, what have you. You wanna have all these positive connotations. And yes, we will be the, the, the judge and, and abdicators of this. And we just wanna clean up shop, right? So if you're about hate, about anything that leads to to any type of negativity towards 
and not just people like animals, right? There's animal cruelty and all that. For sure. I would just say that, I, that would just be my mandate. But, but I'd be hold like, on, I'm let me, let me bring shop. a, let me bring a counterpoint to that, which is at least now they're there where you can see them. Yeah. But what's, what's the benefit of that? You're continuing to encourage that behavior, but if they go off your site. That behavior is not going to, it's like we said, it's There's not as any they, benefit. If you actually do something with it, what's the point of just but, being but like, hold oh, on, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on, we see no, 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 but hold on, but uh, hold on. You can see the, Hey, again, I'm talking, I'm not talking about, I'm, you can see the hate, but you can also see the potential crime. But are they actually doing this? For, I mean, of for, course. For, for potential crimes, yes, they do have to submit those for inquiry. Okay, yes. Police, but, police do I, follow Michael, up on Reddit stories. Oh, they do? Yes, they do follow up on Reddit stories when there's actual crime. That's the law. They do actually work with, the, with government enforcement and posters have been asked to turn over information to governments. And to legal and to legal entities. All right. Well, this is going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting judgment of rich tech, poor tech. So, Johnny, rich tech, poor tech for Reddit. Well, first things first, industry. Mm-hmm. Yep, industry. It's uh, news, effectively. Which news, has- internet forums, conversation, communication. Um, traditionally, that's been rich tech. Only insofar as traditionally it's been a walled garden and only a few players were allowed to play on there. Okay, so by that definition, Reddit has made it poor tech or they still cons- do we still consider them rich tech? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, this is now, this is, so this is, what I, this is what I like about Reddit. So traditionally the media industry was, I won't use the, uh, I won't use the word elitist, exclusionary. There we go, exclusionary. Insofar as you had to have certain funds in order to be in the media space and you had to what's the word we're looking for uh you you had the ability to censor the content that was going out there and prescribe a mandate of what type of content went out there but with reddit and web 2.0 in general all that is gone the walled gardens is gone the mandates are gone the upfront money is gone have they made communications poor tech by their existence? Hmm. Well, I mean, the question we always ask ourselves is, has this industry traditionally been rich tech or poor tech? So to answer that, it is rich tech. Unique spin, or maybe not so unique, but the, the thing that Reddit has added is having opened it to the masses. The question becomes, has this transition? Exactly, has Reddit the industry, poor tech? yes, has the industry become, has the industry changed? I mean, we're seeing, we, we keep hearing about the death of the news industry. Yeah, but still, it'd be interesting to see how much of, because if you take the example of Facebook, right? And now they say Facebook has become everyone's news, news uh, media space. It's really because people, your friends are sharing articles, right? right? And you, and of course, because of Facebook's algorithms and all that, it's more likely to show you stuff that you tend to like and agree with, right? right. Um, kind of the, the tunnel vision, right? So but it's not like Reddit, it's yes, not like, there's stories, but it's also mainly user-generated content and opinions. It's the opinion page of the newspaper. Right. Sometimes, somewhat. This was just not an easy one. Because I don't that's see why, how it's That's why we chose Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I would still posit to say that it's rich tech because I still think that, yes, a lot of content is generated by people. But if you look at it from a news 
perspective, I think a lot of it you can, cause even I, I get, uh, ever since I downloaded the Reddit app on my phone, just because it was easier than going to the, uh, to the website, I found that I keep getting like, obviously Canadian related news, whether it's the boarding border closing or the government benefits due to the pandemic, uh, whether it's stopping and all that, and I usually click it. And every, most of the Reddit posts are usually a link to an external, you know, uh, Canadian news right. site, but then all the commentary is feedback on, on this and this and that, like, Oh, this right. is my opinion. But do you opinion. go to the story or the commentary? I go, I don't, I actually read the commentary because mm -hmm. the, the, the news for the most part, the headline kind of tells me all, and I don't care enough to go read right. the details like of it. A lot of folks, yeah, a lot of folks, they don't even click on that link. The link is just the topic. Right. So. But let me ask a question it, though, without Reddit, internet forms, Johnny, are they rich tech or poor tech? Because are we really replacing news or are we just replacing conversation? I would, I would argue it, you could consider it rich tech for a couple of reasons. So if you look at news, what does news do, right? News was somebody putting together what's happening in the world with their bias added to it, right? And sharing it with you. You as a news consumer would read it and gain information. You wouldn't gain wealth in terms of monetary wealth, but you gain wealth in terms of information, rightly or wrongly, right? If you look at Reddit to what you just said of bringing these conversations online with these internet forums, all they've done is allow a bunch of people to now have a space online to talk to each other. And right. they are able to monetize because they can do, whether it's profitable or not, they can run ads on it with more eyeballs looking at it. So they are able to make money to say in this, in the way that news folks were able to make money because news ran on advertisements, right? You paid your TV provider, right? For your service. And you got all these TV channels and these TV channels were able to pay for themselves right? The CNNs, the Fox news and all that, and all these different shows because massively in the U S because of advertisements that okay. every 15 minutes. I'm starting to see how you're thinking here, but let me, I think maybe, maybe a refinement is necessary. So we have industry for rich tech and poor tech pillar. Do we need product in here as well? Because let me put it this way. If you look at the product of Reddit, if you look at most posts, you can go around. Yes. I think links and Non-links are probably somewhat equal. I mean, there's imagers, there's all these other things that get posted. There's memes and all these type of things. News is a very small, not a very small portion, but it's definitely not a dominant portion of the stuff that gets linked on Reddit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, but if you took away, if you have the links, if you have the links, that's one thing. But if I said, let, let me take away the entire form aspect of Reddit. Is Reddit it's still in any way successful? But then what it's is just, left if, if you- It's just you form. posting an opinion. No one can talk about it. You get posted opinion and people upvote and downvote. You can't talk about it. Then I don't think so. Because even if you, uh, as another comparison, if you look at HackerRank, the very mm -hmm. top link at almost any HackerRank is a link to a news item, a product, a GitHub repo, some article, someone's blog. It's the starting point in all these things is most of the time an external link, right? Mm -hmm. Or in some cases you're sharing an opinion, but you're, you either have to be so involved in the community or be a, uh, for lack of better words, a person of substance, like someone famous, someone who's known in the industry for your opinion to carry enough weight for people to build on it. 
And that's why I think most people have a link. Hey, I read this article. Hey, this news is saying this. Do we agree? Hey, what is your experience? Right. And then everyone will then say, oh, I agree. I disagree. Or I think this is my perspective or whatnot. Right. Right. So but I think the so starting point that, is always an external link to these guys. Right. But but what that's like hacker. That's hacker rank, though. So with that on Reddit, because there's plenty of just opinions there and you don't need to be famous at all. You just randomly throw up an opinion on there and there's subreddits where this is everything. This happens. Okay, this is so not, I would, you're, I would, you're talking about the Reddit front page. You're not thinking about all the subreddits. Okay, but even in the subreddits, people, it's not even about their pe people are seeking people's opinions, right? Yes. People are in a situation and saying, hey, I need help with this. And people sure, can be but, right. But helpful. hold on, go to, go to RMBA, okay. go to like these subreddits. These subreddits are all just about here's a picture of someone, or here is like this person's sure. the best of all time, or stuff like that. But let me ask a question, which is yes, let's not, I, I want to separate because. Okay. It, they then, use it, the monetization strategy okay. of, of a news industry, but they themselves, their product is not news. I hear Nor you. does it depend on news. You can I, remove all the news ranking like this. Like what's it called? Here's an example in that, uh, what's it called? In that, uh, in that controversy, all these left-wing and right-wing media outlets were removed completely from the subreddit. The subreddit still exists. Then I think it's poor tech. Because it's not, it's not news then, you're right. News is only a subset of what Reddit provides. Uh, you're right, because I have seen, I have seen things where people post this and post that, like images or like I mentioned before, opinions, Gifts, memes. seeking advice. So it's really just- I mean like glorifying is just all memes. Right, so it's really a glorified global townhouse, right? right. Town square for people, right? Hey, I, I have this issue, can you help me? Hey, I'm gonna post this picture of like my family or my dog, because I want to. What do you think, yep. right? Today I um, ate, oh yeah, like today I ate is right. uh, is everything, or food I think is they call it. It's like today they just take pictures of all their food. It is a place for you to get your information. Um, and in terms of, I would say it's, it's poor tech. If we say that news is not the majority of the content of it, uh, which I imagine it probably isn't, then I would say then this is a poor tech. Yes. Yeah, because I think nobody profited the, from the town square. Yeah, it takes the monetization strategy because it's on the internet and because and there's a strategy for them to take, but the product itself is not news. It's no. not the news industry. No. All right, so uh, what's it called? I guess the pillar of industry slash product now. We have, we have that as poor tech. All right, so labor. This one at the very least. Actually, this one's interesting because do you consider their employees or do you consider the moderators and the posters? Do they pay their moderators? No. So that's just free free labor. Yep. Wow. Oof, ouch. Yeah, it'd be it'd be rich tech if it was sorely only the software engineers and the PMs and and whatnot that you need to build yeah, I think they have like, an internet website. I think I'm, I'm aware of like, they have one PM. I've only ever seen one Reddit PM post a story about Reddit at any one year. And then I look at them on LinkedIn and they're no longer with Reddit. I would say given probably, they probably have more moderators than employees. I'm gonna take a guess, given the, the size of their community. Oh, definitely. Um, poor tech. All right. I if, if they're not paying for all that labor. I agree with you on that one. Like what's yeah. what? How do you? How, I, don't know. I, how, I am the one taking the pictures. I am the one generating the content. As a moderator, I'm the one who has to take all the heat when my subreddit is going crazy. Right. And moderators' jobs on Reddit is not easy. No, I, I wouldn't want to be a moderator. All right, so we have as well poor tech. Okay, finally, 
Well, this one also, I don't think any of them. Well, the moderators aren't employees, though, right? No. So if we're saying employees, then it would just be rich tech. Right, right? because it's just about the like 200 software right. engineers. So I think we have to add an, an additional question that basically says, does the company depend on non-employees to get a job done? Which is yes. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So yep. if we say... Um, it's, like, know, it's this... like the Uber situation when we first did this for Uber. Right. It's, it's software engineers aren't the ones driving, but it's business fails without the drivers. Exactly. So I'd say this. In terms of its employees that it pays for, it's rich tech because most of them are, you know, software engineers, uh, product people, and all the like designers, UX, UI. The whole thing that it takes to build and maintain a website in uh, on the internet is mostly uh, white collar labor. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then the second one is, can any of the employees become CEOs? Well, yes, there's nothing. None of them have, but sure. <laughs> they get, no one stays around. No one stays around long enough. There you go. But the premise of your question has always been about inherent. Is there anything inherently stopping an employee from becoming a CEO? No, because of where they are and their proximity to all these other startups and big companies, they'd have to compete. So I imagine from a salary perspective, they're also rich tech and they pay really handsomely. But mm -hmm. the last figure that we added within employees is that they're, they are dependent on unpaid labor which yes. I'm guessing is more given the size of their community. They have like what, 700 million? Or is it, what was it at one point? Oh no, sorry, not 700 million. 170 million is what I saw. Last. 170 million, oh, what, what now? Users? No, they have, they have 500 million users now. Okay, there you go, 500 million users. Given they have 500 million users, I'd imagine they have more than 350 or 500 moderators. So based on that, they are dependent on a large, Swathe of unpaid labor to maintain uh, Reddit for what it is. So it's in that case, it's poor tech. Yep. All right. So this one will be interesting. Finally, society, and does it generate wealth for the overall society? Well, okay. First off, does it generate wealth for its users? No. No. Right. And then contribution to society is um, does it generate wealth for society? No, I mean, even the founders didn't get that rich from it. It was, I mean, okay, yeah. compared to, I'm comparing it to the, to the other um, services that be, have become just as big as Reddit has become, right? I mean, what is it? Uh, uh, WhatsApp, when it was 500, 700 million users was bought for 19 billion by Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram was bought for a billion dollars when they mm -hmm. were like 13 employees, 12 employees. Um, but Reddit, you know, two years later, a year later after being founded, a year and five months, 50 million, uh, they were under Condé Nast and only when they were spun out have they started to now grow again. But with all these revolving door of CEOs, um, I don't even know who, uh, I think Condé Nast still contains, a, uh, holds a majority stake in it. So anyways, this is my long way to say, I don't even know if the, if the rightly or wrongly, the, the CEOs and the co-founders profited proportionally as much as other companies have profited given the size and the impact that they've had in, in, in the internet space. Yep. So no, 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 yep. I don't think, uh, I think yep. it, they're not making that much for their employees. And how about for society? Uh, no, they, no, no. Have they generated any wealth for society? Not monetary wealth, not monetary wealth. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't use Reddit to become a, uh, 
Yeah, it's not even like Twitter or Instagram where I can become an Instagram influencer. I've never heard the term a Reddit influencer. Michael, you get the honor of being a, a moderator. Ah, yes, the honor, quote unquote. Okay. All right. I think we should move to ideas of the week. Move to ideas of the week. Johnny, I have one idea. I have one idea. Okay. This is my idea. Oh, no, no. Sorry. We have to, what's an idea for and what's an idea against? Is this for, I, or the, for the, against the idea? It? I have it for. I have it for. Okay. What so, is for the company? So you know how uh, you know you know how like Google and Facebook and YouTube have tens of thousands, have maybe like ten thousand moderators. Sure. Hire this darn company ten thousand moderators. Yeah, that they abuse and don't properly provide uh, the mental. What is it? The the therapy. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and they make them sign NDA so that they don't reveal what's been going on. That's been controversial okay. for the past year. That's horrible. Sure. sure. Guess, it's better than this. Because right now it's just unpaid moderators getting all that abuse. Okay, that's true. At least the people get paid for the traumatic stuff that they. Yeah, I have no, I have no problem. I mean, we could talk about its monetization strategy. We can talk about making a better community. We can talk so, about all of that. I but see, really, get so this you, community some moderators. I see some well, professional some paid, moderators. Um, well, I don't know about professional. Some paid moderators, paid moderators, Michael. Sure, paid moderators at least. There you go. Okay, I, I like that idea. I like that idea. My, and give my, them the benefits and give them the benefits because frankly, they're the ones. That are making this community this community. I will say this, right? It seems to come across to me as, and I'm going to give another comparison, Michael, another comparison, very similar to Twitter in that it somehow has succeeded despite all of its, uh, what's it the succeeded word? despite itself. Yes, despite itself, like the, the, the CEOs, the founders leaving for a while and coming back, no one really shepherding it. Like at least Twitter had someone trying to shepherd it throughout the years. It just seemed at some point when it was bought by Connie Nats, it was like, it just went, it, uh, from the research I did, it just seemed like it went on maintenance mode. And there wasn't someone driving a vision for what Twitter, uh, or sorry, what Reddit should be. What, what, is an, what, what is an idea for against this company? So I got you for this. Uh, Section 280 is my idea section, against it section 280 or section 28 sorry section 28 is what? it section 28 what's that lawsuit going on right now section 230 230 sorry section 230 okay well can you elaborate because that would affect right. a whole bunch of other people too sure but i'll say if that goes through reddit's gone yeah but so is like twitter and facebook uh twitter and facebook have enough money that, that they can do more stuff about it reddit is gone okay okay sure so that's basically your thing. Push, push an agenda that's already rolling. Well, for again, for idea against, yes, I don't, I don't necessarily support section, uh, the abolishment of section two thirty, but if I to take an idea against, I'd be like lobbyists. So basically, if, I mean, let's think about this. This company is in a state where we're not talking about ideas of how to make the product better. And yes, to answer the classic question of would you, uh, would you want to be CEO? We answer that question. We'd both be there like this. We got nothing for this. We're not the ones. Oh, no, no. I, I, like, I, I, just, I would politely decline. Anyways, that's another episode of Silicon Trail. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a wonderful week.